What's up and welcome to the African Tech Roundup podcast. This is episode 27 for the week ending Monday, October 19, 2015. As always, we round up the week's most important technology, digital and innovation news from across Africa. My name is Defo Mohapi. Normally, I host this podcast with my co-host Andile Masuku, but today he's on leave for medical reasons. Nothing very serious, a routine surgery, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Also, as mentioned last week, one of our colleagues, Peter Biele, is in Dubai buy for Gitex Technology Week 2015. And on Sunday, he was telling us about something fascinating that Panasonic Middle East and Africa announced. It's called the Panasonic Interactive Mirror. Apparently, this mirror allows you to do makeup simulation, skin diagnosis, and gives you recommendations and many more things. It also comes with a mini version. So the bigger version is something you can put on your wall, in your bedroom or anywhere. The mini version is uh, one that only does a makeup simulation. So I was just wondering with myself and thinking, is this going to revolutionize uh, movie and theater makeup artists or will it replace them? Or is it something that's going to complement them? What do you think? Let us know. But I just think this is fascinating. If you're joining us for the first time, head straight to africantechroundup.com to catch up on what you've been missing on in all the previous episodes. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly newsletter and get the podcast sent straight to your inbox every Monday morning, 9 a.m., Central African time. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on both social networks is at African Roundup. We are also on Facebook, who isn't, at facebook.com forward slash African Tech Roundup. Give us a shout and let us know what's up. We'd love to hear from you. In this week's discussion, or rather soliloquy, because I'm alone and rolling solo today without any guest co-host my, or my usual co-host, I ask you, our listeners, whether MTN South Africa and Econet Zimbabwe are justified in calling for regulation or extra fees for OTT services such as WhatsApp. OTT stands for over-the-top services. But first, before we get to that, this week's African Tech Roundup is brought to you by Imagination Info Solutions the information management and consulting company that helps business people make good, solid, data-driven decisions that impact the bottom line. Imagination creates business tools like visual dashboards and reports using Excel Power Pivot that enable you to run your business with more clarity and insight. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll learn a little bit more about how Imagination Managing Director Richard Bezadenhout and his team pull this off and hear how they've helped their clients save millions. In the meantime, visit imagination.co.za that's e-magination.co.za to find out how you can start spending less time sorting through and extracting your company's data and more time using it to make your business rock. That's e-imagination.co.za. Now on to this week's news. Nigerian digital printing startup Printivo has raised some funding apparently. This is turning out to be quite an encouraging and positive year for Nigerian tech and digital startups given how we've covered how many of them have been raising funds in 2015 among many of their great and positive strides. It's also interesting to note that this is something that Mark Essien, CEO and founder of Hotels.ng, called out before. 
in an article that he wrote for iAfrican.com where he pointed out that 2014 was really the year that uh, Nigerian tech startups started to get serious. For those not aware, Printivo is a Nigerian startup that has innovated around the printing experience using the internet to service its customers. Although the figure hasn't been disclosed officially, we've been told that it's a six-figure US dollar sum. So it could be anything from 100,000 US dollars right up to 999,000 US dollars. What we do know though that this is part of their seed funding and they raised this from early stage technology venture capital firm EcoVC. Printivo have also told us that they look to use the funds to expand their product range, hire more staff and scale their business. Here's to wishing them more success and growth of their business. In Kenya, Safaricom has introduced a name confirmation service to help users of its Mpesa money service to avoid sending money to the wrong person. The introduction of this service is said to be as a result of Safaricom receiving approximately 12,000 calls. Yes, that's correct. 12,000 calls phone calls daily from users asking for their M-Pesa transactions to be cancelled, with a majority of those calls being said to come because of transactions made to the wrong person. How the new service will work, as we understand, is that it will allow users to retrieve telephone numbers straight from their phones or SIM cards address books automatically as a recipient of M-Pesa funds, instead of having to input the target number manually as previously was the case. I think this is probably something that banks all across the continent, if not the world, should look at doing in verifying recipients' account numbers to reduce the amount of incorrect transactions. To South Africa now, a Johannesburg grade 12 pupil and an actuarial sciences honors graduate, Michael Jordan, obviously not the basketball player, have caused an uproar at a South African private school known as Saheti with an app they created. According to the app's description on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store, Count19, that's the app's name, Count19, is an anonymous messaging broadcasting service. It allows you to broadcast messages anonymously from your location to be seen by those around you. At first reading, that sounds harmless. But according to the school, the app has been used to insult, degrade, and defame pupils and teachers. Furthermore, the school has said that it was consulting the police and its lawyers over the app. Apparently, the app went viral last week as soon as students at the school got wind of it. But the school is arguing that the app is being used to promote hate speech. But is this a fair argument? Isn't the app like various social media platforms, Facebook, WhatsApp, BBM, Twitter. Isn't the app just a tool that students are allegedly abusing? Would banning the app stop hate speech at the school? Let me know by commenting on our website, africantechroundup.com, or hitting us up on Twitter, our handle, at African Roundup, and we'll get right back to you. Staying in South Africa. Now, this is quite interesting. MTN South Africa CEO, Mteto Nyati, has taken aim at WhatsApp and other similar OTT over-the-top service providers, saying these players, I quote, which are getting huge benefit out of an industry without making any investment. WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook, is a top downloaded app in South Africa, followed by Facebook messengers if you look at the various app stores. Given its popularity and how it enables its users to avoid using SMS and voice calls provided by mobile service providers such as MTN South Africa, MTN South Africa CEO Mtetonyati further asks a relatively rhetorical question. When he says, what have these over-the-top players invested in South Africa? Obviously, they've invested zero amount of money in, in telecoms infrastructure. Mr. Nyati believes ICASA, which is the communications regulator in South Africa, should look at how it can regulate and level the playing field between mobile service providers and over-the-top players like WhatsApp. 
The MTN South Africa CEO further states that he believes OTT players are reaping huge profits from infrastructure that they didn't invest in. That's all fair and good, but do you believe this is a fair statement by the MTN South Africa CEO? This is a great way to introduce this discussion issue for this week as I ask you whether mobile service providers like MTN South Africa and Econet Zimbabwe are justified in calling for regulation or extra charges or fees for OTT services such as WhatsApp. Last week, in the last episode, we spoke about how Strive Masiyi was Econet Zimbabwe was alluding to how they are losing revenue as a result of OTT services like WhatsApp and BlackBerry Messengers BBM. It also emerges that Econet Zimbabwe charges subscribers extra for WhatsApp calling on their network. What's up with that? This is similar to a move by Cell C in South Africa, which offers a 5 rands, approximately 30 US cents, monthly WhatsApp subscription to prepaid customers. Yet, and this is the catch, does not allow those customers to make WhatsApp calls on the subscription plan. I mean, it's your money. You should be allowed to do anything with it, right? Given this and statements by MTN South Africa CEO Mteto Nyati, are these mobile service providers on the continent just looking to protect their revenues from voice calls and sms's without being innovative about their business models what about us the customers don't we as customers have the right to how we use the data and airtime we purchase from mobile service providers aren't moves and statements such as these don't they raise further questions about net neutrality and mobile service providers blocking or charging extra for certain services that compete directly with their business models? More importantly, in my opinion, how do we ensure the internet remains open? I'd love to hear your views about these uh, topics and any of the news items that we've covered today. So hit us up, get in touch with us. Once again, this week's African Tech Roundup is brought to you by Imagination Info Solutions, the information management and consulting company that helps business people make good, solid, data-driven decisions that impact the bottom line. Visit imagination.co.za, that's e-imagination.co.za to find out how you can start spending less time sorting through and extracting your company's data and more time using it to make your business rock. That's e-imagination.co.za. From me, Tefo Mohapi, goodbye and I trust you'll have a productive week.